0: All right, welcome back into 9, 10 a.m., you're on Car Radio. And by our good friend Stephen Cole Smith, uh, race rider with Auto Week, Grassroots Motorsports. Steve, how are you? I'm doing great, Henry. How are you doing? Good. Uh, we missed you up on uh, Belle Isle uh, last weekend. You may have been there, though. It's a big place. Uh, were you around?
1: No, I wasn't there. I was wishing I was. That's one of my favorite races, and being the last one, I would really have liked to have been there to to help uh, uh, to send the place off uh, uh, and down to, to uh, downtown where we'll be next year. I, I'm going to have to go to that one, though.
0: Yeah, it's going to be quite an event. We've got to look at the new track on Monday. They sort of uh, handed off the uh, baton from Belle Isle to downtown Detroit, and uh, it's going to be quick. It's going to be a, a a quick track. Then it hit 180 miles an hour there on Woodward on uh, Jefferson Avenue. Just a 1.7 mile track. So uh, the laps are going to go by fast around that place. But you know, Steve, I, I um, you, you talk to these drivers uh, uh, consistently, and and uh, we had a number of drivers come by the booth uh, during the course of last weekend. I'm, I'm really surprised how much. These guys like the Belle Isle track. They were really, really
1: fond of it, despite uh, how rough it is. Yeah, it's a home track for a lot of these guys uh, when it comes to their manufacturers, you know, with General Motors and Honda's got a big presence in Detroit. Uh, And some of the sports car guys uh, certainly want to look good for Ford and Chevrolet. And uh, Cadillac, so it's it's a really important race to to show what you have because you're running against other manufacturers in their backyard. Even if you don't have a, a particular connection to Detroit, you're racing against people who do, and you want to look good. Yeah,
0: they uh, I guess they you know, the, the the discipline of IndyCar racing is they they race a lot of different stuff. They race ovals, road courses. They're at uh, Elkhart Lake this weekend, uh, and, and Street Courses as part of the menu. And as the Street Courses go, they really seem to uh, enjoy the challenges of, uh, of Belle Isle. So sorry to see that race go, but um, uh, lots to look forward to when they come back next year uh, downtown. Steve, this is traditionally the halfway point uh, for the IndyCar season. These guys are going fast and furious. Uh, up there at Elkhart Lake uh, this weekend. What are are you seeing uh, so far this year?
1: Well, I like Scott Dixon. Uh, I like the fact he's just got his nose down and he's being quiet about everything. Uh, I like the way that he uh, can get his car uh, to perform even when it's not the best uh, in terms of setup. Uh, He's doing well. Man, there's so many drivers who are, are doing well this year. Um, you know, there are a few guys I wish could do a little bit better, like Jimmy Johnson, but otherwise, uh, it's been an exciting year, and it's still anybody's championship.
0: Yeah, Dixon uh, going for a record, I think, seventh uh, driver's championship. Uh, really seems to be uh, coming into uh, form here mid-year. His pole at Indy. Uh, made a mistake into the pit lane, uh, cost him a potential win there, and then he finished third in Detroit. So, yeah, he seems to be right on schedule. And, and uh, Steve, I, I mean, if that's uh, that's one of the really cool themes, I think, about IndyCar uh, these days is this huge generational uh, span of the field. I, I, we had uh, David Moranis, uh, uh, is that his name? David <laughs> I, I, uh, yeah, no, I book his last name the <laughs> Yeah, 21 year old, was a runner up in Indy Lights last year. He was right in the thick of things at Belle Isle. And then you have 47 uh, uh, year old Elio Castor Neves qualifying fourth at, um, at uh, Belle Isle and, of course, run the Indy 500 last year. And you know, Scott Dixon is, uh, what, 43, going for his seventh championship. And it's a, yeah. I mean, I've never seen oh, that guy. Don't forget, I think
1: he's 46, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, what do you, what do you make of that? This, uh, the, the, There's such a spread of generations in the sport.
1: Well, I spent an hour and a half with Elio uh, a few weeks ago, and the guy's in wonderful shape. I mean, he's non-muscular in the sense that, that, uh, you know, he's been lifting weights, but he's in wonderful condition. Uh, he's kept himself in great shape. Tony Conan is one of the guys that's a little more muscular. He's, uh, known for his fitness regime. Uh, same thing with Dixon. It's apparently if you can keep yourself in place, uh, physically uh your experience is gonna carry a lot of weight with with uh your performance in any car. And then you've got like you said, the younger guys who are coming up and learning the sport very quickly. Of course they had I racing to help them where some of the older guys didn't. Um, so they're familiar with a track the minute they uh lay hands on the steering wheel and, and take off down pit straight away. Um, it's uh, it's it's really like he said it's anybody's game for coming up with uh, who's going to win from one race to another uh, and I expect to see some more first-time winners this year yeah and then but
0: then you see uh, you know you mentioned je uh, Johnson earlier in the conversation uh, you, you see a, a really experienced driver like that come in uh, Arguably, raced a very similar discipline at NASTAR, racing uh, ovals, road courses, um, and he comes into IndyCar and struggles. So, is 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 it uh, you know? Once you're sort of locked into a certain type of series, is it is it difficult to change horses? Do you think?
1: You know, it really is. Uh, the vice versa is true too. Guys come in from IndyCar to to. Uh, to NASCAR or Formula One, even to NASCAR, we've had that before, and they've struggled. Uh, it's apparently a good three year uh, learning curve in NASCAR. I'm not sure how long it is in IndyCar, probably at least that long, before you're really comfortable in the seat, which really is surprising because, you know, we've had days in the back when – the, the way, way back when guys like A.J. Floyd and Bobby Unser and Al Unser could jump from one series to another and do really well. It's just not that – Type of racing anymore. Uh, you know, we're we're talking about seconds back then, and now we're talking about tenths of seconds, depending on how good you are. And uh, once you settle into one type of series, it's really tough to make that jump. That's something that surprises a lot of people. That we've seen it over and over again.
0: And then, of course, uh, we've got this formula series doing so well. Uh, and, and IndyCar, uh, we, we love to watch it here in the United States. But uh, that other open-wheel series, uh, series, Formula One, uh, there's always been um, uh, sort of this, this yearning for uh, American drivers to get over to Formula One. Uh, we've seen a uh, uh, Pato Award, uh, who's a North American driver, Mexican driver, who's i uh, been trying to get a ride over there uh, with McLaren doing some testing, but it also seems like Formula One is coming to us. We, we're going to have three races, I believe, next year in the States. I, I would think Formula One would really want to uh, start having more American drivers just because they're going to have a bigger footprint in uh, this country.
1: I think whoever uh, bites the bullet and puts an American in the car is going to be very happy about it. It's, uh, it's like the first uh, time some manufacturer decided to put a four-door pickup truck on the market. Whoever did it first really benefited, and then everybody else jumped in. I think it's going to be the same way. Once they put an American in the car, they're going to find out just how important that is to the sport. Uh, I mean, it's already important in the sense that uh, Americans are watching uh, the races on uh, Netflix on the, the series on that on, on that series. Um, and the fact that they're packing the stands in and, and, uh, Circuit of the Americas in Miami, and certainly they will in uh, Las Vegas, too, I think it's enormously important and to, to have an American in Formula One. But there are others who disagree. They think it really doesn't matter. And uh, I think uh, we've got some great drivers here, and one of them deserves a chance. Yeah, as you say, it's just tense.
0: Just tenths of a second are covering uh, drivers. The, you know, the talent pool. So, deep. Um, uh, at, at uh, Belle Isle last weekend, uh, uh, ran into a group of folks who were who had come to the IndyCar race to watch Roman Grosjean. Uh, they had uh, they had adopted him, uh, uh, following him on Drive to Survive in Formula One. He crossed over F1 to IndyCar, and it was uh, it was about uh, ten people. Who are are there for Roman
1: Grosjean, and that's the power of uh, Drive to Survive. Yeah, I mean, we saw his episode. I I picked three Drive to Survive uh, episodes. First story I have coming up in Car and Driver. And uh, that was one of them where he, uh, um, you know, crashed, and it was it was the man who walked out of the fire. I think was the name of it, something like that. And I think a lot of people remember that very vividly. And uh, Romain Grosjean is a great guy, and he's a good driver, and he deserves uh, a lot of fan adulation. And I'm glad to hear he's getting it. I didn't know that, but I'm glad to hear that.
0: Yeah. So it's uh, yeah, that the enthusiasm is crossing over to IndyCar. Uh, uh, Steve, uh, hold on if you would uh, 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 we're going to take a break here uh, and I want to keep talking with you about Lamar, which is going on right now as we speak, also a note uh, to our listeners uh, we missed uh, Glenn uh, 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 Dremisovich at the top of the hour Uh, we want to talk to him about Eyes on Design we're able to get in touch with him Uh, so he will be coming on at 1pm so I uh, look forward to that at one. We're going to take a break here. Be right back with
2: Stephen Goldsmith. If you've been injured in a car, truck, or motorcycle accident, the insurance companies never want to pay. Hello? Listen, David, I'm telling you, we won't pay. No, I'm looking at the case right now, and you will pay. No, we won't. I'm absolutely no, positive we won't. that you will pay. No. Okay, that's it. No. When the insurance companies say they won't pay, I will make them pay you. Get the money you deserve at getdavidgetpaid.com. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I want to be a glass countertop in a new home. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's best birthday present. When I grow up, I want to be... When I grow up, I want to be a warm place on a cold day. I grow up, I want to be a fancy bike. I grow up, I want to be a bike that races around the When I grow up, I want to be a bench on a forest trail. I want to be a rocking chair on a sunny porch.
3: I want to be a skyscraper.
2: I want to be to be. I want to be. I want to be. I want to be. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. A public service advertisement brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council.
4: Attention! Do you owe back taxes, fines, and penalties to the IRS? The IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID-19. But you can't go it alone The virus has caused the IRS to take extensive action to help taxpayers. So if you owe $10,000 or more, this is the best time in years to settle your tax debt. I qualified for the Fresh Start program. I paid less than I owed. Remember, the IRS will not give up until you pay. Call 800-683-9499. 800-683-9499. 800-683-9499.
5: The year was 1922. 19 a.m. Superstation hit the airwaves for the first time. Let's take a look back and see just how far we've come.
0: You are about to embark upon the great crusade.
3: Our foreign policy is not a political
6: issue.
2: Our foreign policy is not a political issue. Free at last!
0: Free at last! Thank God Almighty! We are free at last! Most trusted aides. Have been charged with involvement in what has come to be known as the Watergate affair.
5: We have not given up. We never will. And I promise you, these allegations are false. Over 100 years later, 910 AM is the oldest, strongest 50,000 watt station in town. If you're looking for the latest in talk and sports radio, look no further. 910 AM Superstation is live now.
0: to 910 AM, the Superstation here on Car Radio. I'm Henry Payne, auto columnist for the Detroit News, and uh, broadcasting live today from Barber Motorsports Park down in Birmingham, Alabama. I hope you enjoyed the uh, first couple segments I was out on the track uh, while you heard from Dave Coleman at Mazda and Michael Montree with the Detroit Grand Prix. Uh, uh, Exciting to see that Grand Prix coming this year. Uh, June 4 and 5, the last time they will race on Belle Isle before coming downtown uh, to uh, just like the old days in Formula 1. So that will be exciting to see next year. Uh, But we're going to be broadcasting uh, both Saturday and Sunday from Belle Isle, June 4 or 5. Be sure and tune in uh, to us then. Uh, I'm in a different racetrack today, Barber Motorsports Park, great track. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that later in the program. But first, I want to talk about the Ford Lightning. We're joined by a good friend of the program, Mike Whalen, who's a Detroit writer for CNBC. And he and I were recently driving this much anticipated first electric pickup truck from Ford. Mike, how are you? Good. How are you? Doing good. Uh, uh, and and uh, Mike, I know you're a. Um, uh, you've written about this uh, vehicle. You and I have both uh, driven in it. But you are also a pickup owner. Uh, so next time you go look to to buy a pickup, what do you think? Is uh, Ford Lightning going to be on your list?
1: You know, Henry, it is an extremely important product for Ford and, honestly, the industry because it's tailored for everyone at this point. The price tag's still a little high but Ford is aiming it for the commercial market, aiming it for consumers, and it's not like a $111,000 Hummer or a Rivian small truck. It's meant to be a truck, a regular truck, and that's really different from what we've seen so far. And for me, If the market wasn't as crazy as as it is right now, I would probably have been looking for an electric truck in general, um, regardless of the gas prices, because I had a Chevrolet Bolt, which is a plug-in hybrid, before I had the pickup truck, and it is great not having to go to the gas tank. (laughs)
0: tank. (laughs) Yeah, and and that's what... Yeah, and, and to your point, uh, you know, we've, we've seen the $110,000 Hummer. Uh, Chevy's going to follow that in 2024 with a $108,000 uh, 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 Silverado RS EV. you got Rivian out there. It's an $80,000 pickup. But here comes this uh, lightning, and on that test that we did down in San Antonio, Texas, the, the you, can, you can trim this thing all the way up to $95,000. Uh, as you want. I mean, you know, the pickup generally runs uh, about $10,000, $15,000 north of a comparably equipped gas car, but uh, for, for people who don't, you know, who, who like the idea of not going to the gas pump, the, the car I was driving in San Antonio is $45,000, has 7, 775 pound-feet of torque, it'll tow 7,500 pounds, has a four-wheel
1: drive, it's a heck of a truck. You know, Henry, I think people who haven't driven an EV before or haven't driven an EV truck, which you know, are a lot of people, they will—they don't realize that you actually forget that it's electric. Um, you, you'll just be driving it like you will any other vehicle, but you've got the added torque. And I am not a pickup truck owner traditionalist. I have it because it has a large cabin. I do some work around the house, but I'm not towing and hauling and doing all of that. So, I mean, this truck is kind of meant for those people as well as myself who don't necessarily need the towing. Because once you put the towing on, you can't really tow across country in an EV right now. It just isn't feasible. But overall, I mean, for a general buyer who's looking to kind of go EV, I think they would not even realize that. After the novelty wore off, I don't even think that they think about it being electric. They just think about it being a truck.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, yeah, you're you're really the target audience. I I, I called up a couple of buddies of mine uh, who who uh, tow Airstreams. They like to go up north during the summertime. They're constantly driving around the country uh, with Airstream behind their Ford F one fifty, Ram fifteen hundred, and and uh, they love the idea. Of an electric pickup truck, they get it. They get the low end torque. but Then they look at the 300 mile range, uh, and, or, or 240 miles in the case of the, the, the $45,000 truck that I was driving, uh, and they, they instantly do the math. That's going to be 100 miles. We're going to get 100 miles if we're towing 70, seven, you know, 5, 7,000 pounds behind it. So it's a, it's a, they, they can't go there, but. Uh, For folks who are using it around town, um, I I tell you, the the other thing that really works to me, Mike, is the independent rear suspension. So you've got this really smooth drive train, and you also, this is the first F-150 that has an independent rear, so you don't get any of that crow hop like you usually get in a
1: pickup. Yeah, I mean, honey, you know the battery helps with that, too. The battery is so heavy, it plants the vehicle down so well. So you don't have that uh, pickup flutter that I know we've talked about before on a lot of pickups when you've got uh, that back open. So I mean, it really is planted to the ground. And one thing that people also who don't know EVs probably haven't thought about is the front trunk or frunk. And I mean, the F 150 is by far hands down the best. I, I hop in it. I mean, you can sit a, <laughs> a human in there. I mean, you can also do some uh, tailgating or front gating, as they're calling it. But I mean, having that close storage for a ticket trip fire, it, 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 it is very important.
0: Yeah, and I think that uh, that front gating is a, is a big piece of it. So, so, again, you know, if you're in that class of pickup owner who's not doing a lot of long haul stuff, you're kind of using your pickup around town. Uh, that customer might might go to a lot of University of Michigan, University of Michigan State football football games, and it's and there's not only the front trunk where you can, you know, you can throw stuff in the in the in the front trunk uh, that won't get wet in the bed. Uh, I mean, that's just magic for for pickup owners to actually have a. Uh, Basically a front hatchback, but also, Mike, um, uh, these things come standard with a lot of plugs in that back uh, in that
1: back bed. Yeah, I mean, and I, I saw who was using a tailgate to actually cut some wood. Um, just a couple times, uh, like I said, I, I'm not the uh, typical truck buyer for uh, particular work. Um those plugs, you can plug in, I mean, they say can power your uh, power site for, or your uh, job site for a day. They can charge your home from three to ten days depending on how much you want to, uh, electricity and what you're plugging in. So I mean, it's really a new utility that we haven't had before. And to be able to have the plugs everywhere, and if we're talking about the front gating, I think you can fit a 65-inch TV in that front. So you can have a pretty big tailgate out there who actually need to go to the game. You just might need an atomic vehicle to drive you home, but those are available right now anyway. So, um, But yeah, I mean, it's really a new utility, and it's a lot of fun. And I mean, you've driven the Hummer, too, and that's a lot of fun as well. But that 150 is just kind of more of what people are used to. It's a bridge, kind of, from the traditional pickup to the electric pickup.
0: Yeah, yeah, and 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 Mike, you cover you cover this industry comprehensively uh, as an auto reporter, as a, uh, looking at the business side. Um it, it's interesting th- to me too, why uh, General Motors is uh, is waiting a couple years bringing their pickup truck out on the full all- team platform, whereas Ford is striking right now uh, with a $40,000 pickup that's uh, not only attractive to folks like you, uh, but also attractive to utilities, to corporations. Uh, what do you make of those two different strategies?
1: Henry, I have had this discussion in my head as well as with other journalists and GM executives and Ford executives, and they're two very different strategies. Um, GM is doing a drowned-up vehicle for the Silverado. They're calling it the Silverado, but it will be a completely different truck, just like the Hummer is from anything else in their lineup. Ford essentially took a F-150, stuffed a giant battery in it, did some modifications, and got to market quicker. But GM believes, and this is their mission, is that a dedicated electric vehicle platform, they call it, Ultium, can scale up quicker, it's more modular, and they can have more EVs available at different price points, everything from uh, Equinox, starting at $30,000 to $110,000, and be able to scale it up and have that new technology and be able to get the price down quicker compared to what Ford's doing kind of retrofitting that 150. So, yeah, it's two very different strategies, but it's very hard to do stuff. I mean, which one's going to work out best right now?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. from a business perspective, it is fascinating because Ford uh, presumably is also working on a, uh, a dedicated uh, battery platform as well. Uh, they have this massive investment down in their construction uh, Plant uh, and elsewhere in the South. I tell you the other thing, though, Mike, because um, I, I, I drive a lot of EVs these days, and most of them are SUVs. Uh, they're they're, IV, they're uh, the VW ID. Four, they're the Hyundai Ionic Five, they're the Kia EV6, uh, and they're all in the mid forty thousand dollar segment. They're all targeted at the Tesla Model Y, which is far and away the best-selling uh, uh, compact SUV in the industry. Here comes this Ford Lightning at $45,000, right in. I mean, it's not only pickup guys like you. I wonder if folks who are shelling out $45,000, $50,000 for a little compact
1: SUV might look at this thing, too. What do you think? Well, Henry, I mean, let's put a little asterisk on the 45, though, because if you want that longer battery range, Ford has the two battery options. And 321, to get into that for a consumer, you're talking about $70,000. But for, like, some of the smaller crossovers, you can get the 300-mile range at that 45 price tag. And I think for a lot of people right now who are switching to EVs, they're going to want that range, whether they need it or not. They're going to want that peace of mind that I'm not going to run out of range. Or if I forget to get my car at the end of the night, end of the day, that I'm going to have range when I wake up to kind of get around town. But I mean, a lot of vehicles we talk talked about, they are hard to get right now. And I mean, there's weight and because of the chip shortage and some supply problems. But it's also because EVs are kind of in vogue right now. 910 AM Car Radio.
5: Did you know most vitamin supplements don't even come from food? Even the products with colorful fruits and vegetables adorning the labels are seldom derived from produce. Typically, supplements are synthetic, made in a laboratory. Modern science may synthetically imitate these chemicals, but your body isn't fooled. It knows the difference and it craves quality materials to build, repair, and fight illness. You need to consume fruits and vegetables daily in a variety of colors, as well as whole grains and other fresh food. That's why I formulated Balance of Nature. I wanted to be able to give my patients a natural alternative to the cheap, unnatural chemistry by giving them real fruits and vegetables. In fact, the only ingredients inside of Balance of Nature are whole fruits and vegetables. Don't settle for imitation nutrition. Reach for the good stuff, the real stuff.
0: Call 1 800 2468 751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code RADIO5.
2: When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I want to be a glass countertop in a new home. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's best birthday present. When I grow up, I want to be a football stadium. When I grow up, I want to be a warm place on a cold day. I grow up, I want to be a fancy bicycle. I want to be a bike that races around. the When country. I grow up, I want to be a bench on a forest when I grow trail. Up- I want to be a rocking chair on a sunny port. I want to be a skyscraper. I want to be I want to be a... I want to be a... I want to be a... When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org a public service advertisement brought to you by keep america beautiful and the
6: ad council my 38 is offering a great special that cannot be refused are you looking for a great deal on tv advertising are you searching for an avenue to get your business name out to the public with my 38 we are offering a great special with 100 commercial ads for a great price this offers for a 30-day ad placement please contact jamie harrington for more information at 248-357-4566 that's 248 357 Or email at jamie at my38detroit.com. This excludes political ads.
5: The Word Network has been broadcasting inspirational messages around the world since the year 2000. And we keep getting bigger and better and more innovative. Seen all around the world, we bring you the best teaching, impartation, singing, and inspiration. If you want original programming, we have that too. The Word Network is your exclusive source for... For all things inspiration, and we can be found on every device imaginable. If you want to be uplifted and inspired, you need the Word Network.
0: All right, welcome back into Car Radio. You're on 910 AM Superstation. I'm Henry Payne broadcasting from my favorite place, a racetrack. And uh, this weekend, uh, I'm racing down at Barber Motorsports Park in Birmingham, Alabama. And if you haven't been to this racetrack uh, and you like going to racetracks, you want to find this place on your schedule because it may be the prettiest campus of any racetrack uh, in the United States. I'm joined by Mark Combs, a good friend, fellow racer, uh, who's down here this weekend as well racing his Lola 90. Mark, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing today, Henry? Doing good. Mark and I are uh, right here in the same paddock uh, at, at Barber Motorsports Park. We've just gotten off the track after our morning qualifying uh, session and uh, uh, setting up for a race a little later this afternoon. We're the first of two races we'll do this weekend. Uh, Mark, uh, how are you feeling out there? Do you have a, a good qualifying session? Uh, actually, it was a pretty
1: good qualifying session, so we've been here a couple of days, and every session, myself and the other people on our team, keep getting better and better lap times. So it's been very successful.
0: Yeah, it looked like you got down into some 132s there, which is very quick uh, around this place. Uh, a quick time is uh, down around one thirty. Uh, around this uh, track uh, not a dissimilar time in uh, Mid Ohio raceway for folks uh, Who are up in the in the middle Ohio area or a one lap around Road, Atlanta? Uh, another great race track in in uh, in Georgia, but uh, all three are very very different tracks and uh, And, and Barber is uh, is its own animal mark. How do you how would you describe this place? How, how do you how would you um, rate? Barber Motorsports Park on your list of great friends.
1: Yeah, so I think the the number one thing is uh, if you have any any uh, friends or listeners that are golfers, this would make a beautiful golf course. just <laughs> happens to be a race course, but you look around, beautifully manicured grass, trees, hedges, roses, and uh, probably over a 100 statues that are placed around so you kind of discover them. But the, the racetrack itself is very active. The straightaways are pretty short, so you're really kind of thinking about corners all the time. A lot like madness in um, when you go to uh, Ohio. So you have some elevation changes. You have Blind Corners. And the corners are quite fast. So it, it took a little while for us to kind of recalibrate uh your your brain, your foot your your brake foot and your accelerator foot to think about it. But it's uh, one of my favorite racetracks for sure. Yeah, it's a really, really busy track. Uh no no
0: no really long straightaways here. We, we we're running uh four speed Hewlin boxes and the Lolas that we race. We barely get into uh fourth year uh On on this track. But the interesting thing, Mark, is that uh, Mid Ohio, that you referenced, and Barber are both on the IndyCar uh, schedule. So folks who think of IndyCar. Uh, going to big road courses like Road America, where you have long 180 mile straightaways, or going to big motor speedways like Texas um, uh, or Indianapolis, they come here too, and it's uh, it, yeah, it's it's fascinating to be out here racing uh, on a track that the Indy car guys do.
1: I can't imagine racing a an Indy car around this. I mean the speed and. Of- you know, the G-force on your neck here is, is quite a bit. So, you know, you bring your aspirin along with you for a, for a weekend here, but it's, it's an amazing, um, amazing track. There's one corner in particular is one of my favorites, Henry, is the, is the end of the back straight, and then there's a left turn and a dip down, and then back up the hill. And then down a hill like a C jump and then big a long sweeper. And boy, that really gets your attention. Yeah, it's a, it's a
0: fantastic section of this course. Uh, I, uh, those of us out here we call it roller coaster, and it really is a, a roller coaster. But that's the nature of this track. It's a very up and down uh, track. As, as Mark says, we spend a lot of time in a couple of long carousel corners at, at either end of the at either at either end of the track, and it's not an easy easy track to to pass on. As a result, um, I, I'd say Mark, there's is probably probably just one really good place to to pass on this track, uh, and that's into the so-called spider turn hairpin, uh, which is turn four, or turn five, I should say.
1: Turn five, yeah. And that is a tr- yeah. tricky corner because it's the end of a straightaway. It's a shorter straightaway. But it's downhill, so you're braking downhill and then turning, and uh, the two apexes that you hit are still on, on a down slope. So uh, that's very unique. I don't think we have a, a quarter like that at other tracks.
0: Yeah, and it's a classic case that if you overbrake, you go under somebody and you overbrake, uh, next thing you know, you're out on the marbles, and, and uh, he's going to do an over under on you and, and take the position uh, back. Mark, we're running in the uh, S2000 class. Uh, it's become a very popular class in vintage racing like we do. Uh, this is an HSR uh, weekend, SBRA. We run the SBRA and S2. We run the BSCDA, BDCA. Uh, S2 is, uh, has really become uh, a, a popular Uh, I know you've you've raced a lot of different cars in the past. Um, What do you think, S2? It feels pretty healthy.
1: I think it's, it's fantastic, really. So it was a big class for SCCA years ago. And um, they, for whatever reason, could, you know, changed it, so they went to a different model. But that it brought all these cars into this vintage racing series. And at Atlanta, just a couple weeks ago, we had over 50 cars. For our class uh, on track at the same time. Normally we have you know 15, 15 cars, maybe up to 20. And uh, the great thing about it is everybody has someone to race against. So there's some very fast people, there's some medium people, and if you want to make it more of a hobby and uh, do some laps, you know you could kind of be in the back, and everyone is very happy with that. So you got know, a lot of people to race with, but it's a great. Um, great plate for all people and uh, you can rent the cars so that's always good too if you want to jump into it a little uh, and,
0: and Mark you're a Chicago boy and we're down here in Alabama it's a little, little toastier down here in Alabama than it is up north in Illinois uh, say that again Henry I said uh, we're, we're uh, you're you're from Chicago we're down here in Alabama it's a little little toastier down here in uh, Birmingham than <laughs> yeah, it is yeah. in Chicago yeah for sure
1: so You know, I'm not really used to the humidity and the heat, and so I'm drinking the Pedialyte, and I've got a a wet uh, ice rag around my neck and everything else. So it's a whole new level of heat. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, stay hydrated there, Mark. Good luck this afternoon in the race. Uh, that's going to do it for us here at Car Radio. Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm going to go back out and race some more cars here at Barber Motorsports Park. Uh, we will be back next weekend for more Car Radio. In the meantime, this is Henry Payne. Keep the shiny side up.
2: When I grow up,
7: It's important to get your kids to buckle up for safety, no matter what it takes. And sometimes, all it takes is your parental powers of persuasion.
2: Okay, okay, we're buckling up. See, all buckled.
3: Good choice. I'll just have to do my dad dance at dinner time.
2: What, what? No!
7: Do what you have to to make sure your kids are wearing their seatbelts, even on short drives. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ag Council. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information.
2: I heard on the news about that five-year-old who found his uncle's gun. The kid didn't know it was loaded. I heard on the news about that 14-year-old girl who was bullied online for like a year. She couldn't take it anymore. So she got her dad's gun from his nightstand. I heard on the news about that guy who broke into someone's house, stole a gun from the hall closet. He accidentally shot his cousin in the head.
6: She killed herself.
2: And later killed the owner of the store he was
6: trying to rob. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it,
2: If you've been injured in a car, truck, or motorcycle accident, the insurance companies never want to pay. Hello? Listen, David, I'm telling you, we won't pay. No, I'm looking at the case right now, and you will pay. No, we won't. I'm absolutely no, positive we won't. that you will pay. No. Okay, that's it. No. When the insurance companies say they won't pay, I will make them pay you. Get the money you deserve at GetDavidGetPaid.com.
6: 910 AM Superstation has the greatest advertising deal ever with our Godfather package. 200 spots for $500 with a must-air-within-30-day policy. That is only $2.50 per spot, and we will even produce the spots free. That's right, free. Call Jamie Harrington now at 248-357-4566, 248 357 or email at jamie at WordNetwork.org. This excludes political ads.
0: Balance of Nature's Fruits and Vegetables in a Capsule changing the world one life at a time.
1: I had no energy for months and months and months. I had no energy, and I'm a very active person. And my husband was noticing that I was tired all the time, and I was slow at everything that I was doing. And I kept listening to the commercials, and, you know, you don't know if something's going to help you or not. But I decided this was something I was going to do. And lo and behold, in about four days after taking them, I was repotting plants. I was doing other things. My husband said to me, you seem to have more energy. And I said, oh, yeah, I'm fine. And I'm telling you, nothing has ever made such a difference. So anyway, I'm very happy.
0: Right now, Balance of Nature is offering
7: free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code radio5.
5: WADL gets a facelift and is now My38 Detroit. Along with a facelift comes new programming on Mondays at 8 p.m. Catch a two-hour block of Law & Order SVU. Tuesday, Chicago Fire. Wednesdays, Dateline. More Dateline and Chicago PD on Thursdays and on Fridays. You'll get more Chicago PD to start your weekend. We'll still have some of your favorite shows like Mom, Blackish, and Friends. Just adding more for you to enjoy on
6: My38. My 38 is offering a great special that cannot be refused. Are you looking for a great deal on TV advertising? Are you searching for an avenue to get your business name out to the public? With My 38, we are offering a great special with 100 commercial ads for a great price. This offers for a 30-day ad placement. Please contact Jamie Harrington for more information at 248-357-4566. That's 248-357-4566. Or email at jamie at my38detroit.com. This excludes political ads.
0: i a.m. The superstation you are on, car radio, and I am Harry Payne, auto columnist for the Detroit News. Great to have you on the program for the next two hours for the best car radio show in all of Michigan. Uh, just coming off a, a great road trip, uh, which I can't tell you about just yet. <laughs> but uh, just coming back uh, into town after driving the all-new Ford uh, Bronco Raptor. Uh, out in California, uh, right on the heels of driving the Cadillac Escalade V, two outstanding performance uh, SUVs. Uh, I have a lot more to say uh, on those vehicles in the next couple weeks. Uh, the uh, Bronco Raptor in particular I uh, went to a place called Johnson Valley, California, which is home of King of the Hammers, uh, which many of you may be familiar with. Uh, if you're off-road fans, boy, what a place! I've never been there before. The uh, King of Hammers, I think, is running uh, late February, so we were not out there for that event. But we were uh, we were exercising this uh, Bronco Raptor, a close cousin to the uh, iconic Ford F-150 Raptor, out on the Hammers course. And uh, uh, boy, a lot to a lot to report uh, when, when that about that vehicle when the embargo comes off i uh, got a great program for you today. As always, you can call in here at 313-778-7600 uh, if you want to join in uh, the conversation. And uh, we're coming off a great weekend. Last weekend at uh, Belle Isle, we were broadcasting live down there for the last uh, Detroit Grand Prix um, and the... Um, uh, and the uh, uh, Grand Prix of course moves down to um, uh, moves down to uh, Detroit next year uh, to the streets of Detroit, and so uh, it's going to be a big change going from this year to last year. But uh, it's really exciting to be on the island uh, and enjoying the last race there. It's had a, they had had a great run down Belle Isle, and of course had a great race. This is the power winning that race. We'll be getting to Steve Cole Smith. Uh, talking to him about uh, the IndyCar race as well as what, el- what else is going on in, in motorsport today, uh, including the 24 Hours of Le Mans, which is going on as we speak. Uh, we'll also be talking to Eric Peters, uh, good friend out in Washington, D.C., about uh, what to watch for in some of these coming uh, uh, automotive regulations, the industry yeah. under heavy pressure. Uh, these days uh, as the government goes one way and the consumer goes the other. Uh, sorry, we seem to have some trouble uh, getting in touch with Glenn Demicevich, um at Eyes on Design. He's the design and uh, theme director uh, there at Eyes on Design. A tremendous uh, program coming your way uh, this weekend uh, on, uh, on Sunday. And as I say, one of the uh, uh, vehicles is going to be on display there As my Fortune 906, 1966, so a lot of other uh, beautiful cars are going to be down there. Uh, The the, uh, primary theme is uh, is, uh, race cars and how race car design has developed over the years. And so uh, as as part of that theme, uh, Eyes on Design is going to celebrate the career of Peter Brock, one of the great uh, car designers uh, in, uh, in, in the automotive industry. Uh, Peter Brock sort of made his mark at General Motors in the early 1960s with the initial design of the first Corvette Stingray. Uh, I believe I, I have that correctly, and then uh, and then uh, set his, uh, made his mark in uh, auto racing by designing the uh, uh, Cobra Daytona Coupe uh, that competed at Lamont Mans. Really shook up uh, Le Mans in the early 1960s. Uh, the Shelby run. Uh, race team that uh, that uh, went, went to Le Mans and, and took Le Mans by storm, uh, uh, won the class, uh, really put a stamp on that class uh, showing, the, um, showing the prowess of American racing. Uh, Carol Shelby, of course, a, uh, a, a giant uh, in the United States in racing uh, during that uh, pregnant time in the early 1960s, and then going and showcasing uh, his talents uh, to the world uh, with that uh, uh, Cobra Daytona, and uh, Peter Brock uh, designing just a lovely, beautiful uh, design uh, that that took that car to first place uh, at Le Mans, I believe it was 1963, and what was significant about that event, not only uh, with uh, Shelby getting on the map uh, and, and showcasing uh, what that car could do, uh, showcasing the beautiful design of Peter Brock, uh, ultimately opened the door to Ford, uh, which came in in 1966 and won Le Mans uh, for the first time uh, with the with the iconic Ford GT40. So you get a sense of, uh, of the tremendous amount of uh, development work that was going on there in the mid 1960s. Uh, that 1966 year with uh, Ford winning with uh, uh, the car that I own, the Porsche 906, uh, doing so well uh, for that German manufacturer, uh, putting both Ford and Porsche on the map as, as uh, serious contenders uh, for world endurance racing. Uh, so there's a lot going on. And, and then uh, uh, so when you go to Eyes on Design, you will see some of that uh, history uh, this weekend. Uh, the event is on Sunday, but there's a lot of other events going on as a lead-up. Uh, to the main Sunday concourse down there at the Ford House uh, in in uh in, in Gross Point Shores. Um, uh, there's there's a couple symposiums uh, that are going to be held uh, on uh, on Saturday, uh, just ahead of the Sunday show. Uh, again, going through the uh, the history of uh, of automotive design, and uh, in, in particular. Um, uh, these racing the designs and the, and the significance uh, of, of that, and how uh, that's developed and contributed to production design over the years. And I believe on Friday, uh, uh, Peter Brock will be celebrated up at M1 Concourse uh, for all of his work. Uh, there will be a major, uh, uh, major evening up there at M1. Uh, all this is, uh, uh, I, I believe, the, uh, the Peter Brock dinner on Friday is sold out. Uh, but as far as the uh, weekend activities on Saturday with a symposium, uh, and then of course uh, with the main event on Sunday with the displays and the cars, uh, uh, up to uh, about 200 cars on display. Uh, down there at the Ford House. Uh, the tickets are available, and uh, lots to see uh, this coming weekend at Eyes on Design. I'm sorry we were unable to get in touch with Glendor uh with Eyes on Design, but uh, maybe we can catch up with him again in the future. Um, but uh, look for that. Uh, put it on your calendar for next weekend Eyes on Design uh, down there at Gross Point Shores. All right, we're going to take a break here and hear from our sponsors. And on the other side, uh, we'll get into some
6: uh, race car results with our good friend Stephen Paulsmith You're on Car Radio, 910 AM. Four. Attention golfers. Golfers and sponsorships needed. August 3rd, support the Highland Park Youth Jets at River Rouge Golf Course. 9 AM, to some scramble format. $50 early bird pre-registration special. Contact Bird at 248-416-8200 or Donaldson at 313-550-4995. August 3rd, River Roots Golf Course, 9 a.m. Golfers, golfers.
3: Okay, so, Sarah, I'm dropping you off at Emily's? Yeah. And, Josh, you're going to?
2: Soccer, Dad. Soccer practice.
3: Right. Oh, by the way, I just wanted to let you know when I pick you both up, I'll be wearing my short shorts. What? No! Yep and my dorky dad hat and I'm gonna do my dad dance for all your friends. They'll love it! Seriously? Why? Because I like my short shorts. Of course, I could be talked out of it if you guys would just buckle up your seatbelts without giving me a hard
7: time. It's important to get your kids to buckle up for safety, no matter what it takes. And sometimes, all it takes is your parental powers of persuasion.
2: Okay, okay, we're buckling up! See? All buckled!
3: Good choice! I'll just have to do my dad dance at dinner time.
2: What? What? No! No!
7: Do what you have to to make sure your kids are wearing their seatbelts, even on short drives. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information. Attention. Do you owe back taxes, fines,
4: and penalties to the IRS? The IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID-19. But you can't go it alone owe ten thousand dollars or more this is the best time in years to settle your tax debt i qualified for the fresh start program i paid less than i owed remember the irs will not give up until you pay call 800-683-9499 800-683-9499 800-683-9499